on the podcast today, I my cousin, Ben Clausen. Um, he was Rhode Island All-American lacrosse player, Roanoke lacrosse player, transferred to, you went to where? The, the uh, Boston School of Museum Fine Arts of Boston. I said right. a little weird. Um, and now you are a senior art designer at Trigger. That's pretty impressive. So how, like, besides the podcast, man, how's everything going? You, you kind of cooked up with work a little bit? Yeah, I'm, I'm grinding on this Lego project right now, like really hard. I, I presented to the Lego team this morning at 8 a.m. Uh, in Denmark, and it was the head of their design and head of their user experience to like go over all the shit I've been doing for the last month. And, oh, uh, snap, bro. Yeah, so what happened, bro? How'd it go? It went well. It went well. It was... Uh, it, you know they're on our team because they want a great product and that's what we're trying to make but um you know quite there's some feedback and some a lot of edits and notes good suggestions and stuff so all made sense so you work for trigger but and is that employed by lego yeah so we well we do a lot of specialty work and um this is like a specialty project that uh like big brands bring in specialists to do projects within their corporation and company so that is basically how we get a ton of our work is coming in and doing certain things within a a company nice dude yeah Yeah, so I've been lucky. I've worked on a bunch of Lego projects, uh, which is cool. You know, Lego's cool. I think I kind of want to start this with, I mean, you kind of know what I'm doing. I've been doing this sports podcast thing for about a year and a half now. Um, I came up with the idea two and a half years ago, and I'm trying to, like, edge my way into the, like, uh, creative world, the podcast world, something that I really don't really have much experience for. I never went to school for. And it's been kind of like a lot of ups and downs, a lot of some success, some, some failure. I've had some, uh, some good, I've, I've taken some steps with this thing. Um, but I really don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm sort of thought I'd reach out to some people who are in the creative world who do this for a living or some other people who like me are trying to figure it out and just sort of, you know, pick their brain a little bit, talk to them, get some advice, um, see what you're doing that works. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people like me who want to branch out and try something new and start a, you know, become a writer, start a podcast, work with photography and things like that, who don't really know what they're doing. So I guess like my first question for you is like, at what point all the entire time I've known you, I've known you my whole life and I've always known you to be like an artist and have artistic skills. But like, at what point did you say, okay, this is something that's a hobby for me. And that's something that like, I kind of want to take serious with my life. And this is like a passion. Where did this whole like journey for you begin? I guess if you could kind of walk me through that to where mentally, where you were at to like, where you're now employed as a full-time, you know, senior design guy. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. You said something about like, uh, when was, did this stem kind of, uh, from a hobby into a profession and, you know, geez, I was thinking to myself there, I don't know if it it was really ever a hobby for me, at least in my kind of mind here. I mean, I think, I think the, the creative side of me has uh, always been there. Like so many of, of people, like I believe all people have a, a creative like side of their brain and, and, 
it just it's there and ready to kind of come out so for me uh that has always kind of been present but it was never i was never really that person who walked around with uh like a sketchbook and was always just buried in um the creative field like as you mentioned like i played a lot of sports and stuff and um but i always liked doing creative things and uh specifically like art and that stuff came easier to me so you know you you get better in life by challenging yourself and you know challenging yourself takes a lot of hard work so when you're trying to kind of figure out what you want to do i mean it's kind of a natural decision to kind of move into something that um you you don't find too too challenging you know something that might come a little bit uh easier to you so to get kind of back to your question like yeah the creative field and art in uh when i was younger art class and um those things kind of came easier to me so i moved naturally kind of in that direction and that that looks like many different things when you're younger you kind of you you kind of look for these areas to be creative in, you know, and teachers try to give you guidance, but uh, it's, it's not always easy. So as you kind of mature, you kind of find your, your disciplines and, and where you want to uh, try to focus your energy. Um, and for me, that was with the graphic arts, so graphic design, web design, um, and, Part of that decision was uh, the the kind of profession behind it, um, and so that journey there is kind of a natural one. And that I think a lot of people wish they may have taken or m- might have wanted to take, but um, you know our society doesn't necessarily value those paths always. Um, but if you you know if you if you find something that works for you you got to pursue it in life, you know? Yeah, dude. I, I remember I took art classes just like randomly as electives when I was in high school growing up. And then I remember it was my senior year. I didn't have to take one. So I just wanted the extra free period. And I remember at the time thinking like going through the year being like, holy crap, I didn't realize how much I appreciated that class until I wasn't doing it. That time of the day just to let loose and sort of let yourself draw or, or paint to do whatever you wanted. And like, I didn't take any classes for a long time and it wasn't a while until I picked up a camera and started shooting again, shooting stuff. And like, you know, I sort of like struggled with, with school as well when I was a kid, except I gravitated. To, I wasn't a good artist. I didn't gravitate towards the art. I gravitated towards math. I was always really good at math and the analytics and stuff, whereas like history, reading, writing, and science stuff was, was difficult for me. And I think that like that's sort of what brought me here is with the sports stuff. I've always sort of understood like X's and O's and like, all right, like here's a, here's a problem. Let's solve it in life and shit like that. So I think that like, that's what gravitated me towards sports so much and trying to, you know, edge my way in somehow with sports. Yeah. I mean, and now this kind of curiosity and kind of drive to get into the, the podcast and some of this, these different creative fields, like, um, I think your video just went out. Oh, there oh, we go. Good. You're good. All right. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's always been there in you. And there's so many different ways to apply. Um, I mean, this is the thing. I heard this whole thing about left brain and right brain. And people always say, oh, I'm, I'm more left, left side brain. And, uh, you know, the creative is one or the other. I, I mean, I heard this whole thing about how that's just not true. And that we all have kind of the same, like, setup and, and uh one side of the brain doesn't like mean creativity versus math. So uh, that was reassuring to hear because like I was saying, like I think everyone has this creative like uh, energy and skill and you just need to find it and hone it. So when you find something you like and it's like a little bit easier for you, like that's, you want to go in that direction. Like if you like doing video editing and you can sink into that, then that's where you want to spend your, your time and energy in life. And if you can possibly make uh, it into a career and support yourself a little by doing it, uh, I think that is getting closer to that whole uh, concept of loving you know, loving what you do for a living, which is debatable, you know, but you're getting closer there when you're following those, those passions, you know? Well, there's like the love what you do. I think that like, yeah, you definitely want to go for something. You love what you do. But I think the more you do it, like even watching sports and trying to do a sports podcast, it seems a little bit like work now. And although like I, I love it and stuff like that, you know, there's the two sides of that. It becomes work. But let me ask you this. What are your like and what are your short term? What are your medium and long term goals for like what you're doing right now? Yeah, so goals in my kind of career and, and where I'm kind of at, uh, you know, I've grinded it out to get to this point in my career. And I, I uh, approached work uh, much like you hear athletes approach their training, uh, you know, and just you, you grind, you go hard, you never turn down an opportunity, uh, you know, and you, you, make all the deadlines and get all the jobs done, you know, and um, worry about how you're going to do it later, you know, and just grind it out. And that, that work ethic has, has gotten me uh, to kind of where I am. Um, and, you know, the day, the day, the daily grind as a creative is, is challenging at times, but um, I step back from what I'm doing and, you know, it's you pause and you're like, you know, you're lucky that you're, you know, some people like looking at a spreadsheet all day. That's not my brain. And I, and um, I think, uh, you know, I value the hard work I've put in to, to be able to make like creative decisions all day. Um, so, but for, for the goal stuff, I mean, right now I'm in this field of augmented and virtual reality. Um, and to me, that is uh, the the forward um, kind of moving uh, medium right now in the digital kind of uh, world. Um, you know, the virtual reality stuff during uh, the COVID um, whole, whole scenario is like kind of really getting a little bump again because, you know, people are using it to step outside their boundaries and risk escaping reality a little bit. And, um, you know, we we are kind of excited about some of the 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 push and and, and uh, buzz about that that going on right now. So, you know, I do I want to 
stay in this field. That that would be a goal for me because uh, you know it's it's moving in a direction that I think is is valuable, not just for uh, e-commerce, but to help people with uh, health conditions and to help train doctors and mechanics. And um, obviously, there's a whole entertainment side of of virtual and, and gaming and and all that. But um, there's some really cool aspects of it too. So you know. Uh, that is something I'm, I'm trying to kind of stay in tune with and, and move, move along with the, the kind of pace of the, the digital world right now. So I don't think, I think I might've skipped over this. Like exactly what do you, what do you do for trigger? Like da- on the daily, like your daily stuff. So I am a senior designer there. Um, and I, I do a lot of uh, art direction as well. So uh, basically we have a creative director and he, uh, works with the strategy department and the marketing department uh, to nail a concept, get the client to uh, you know sign off, and then he gives the art directors uh, the vision, and we have to understand it the best we possibly can. And he's our boss, and we try to get it really quickly, and then we work with the engineers and the sound designers and the 3d artists and the, uh, you know, motion designers and all the different, um, you know, developers to, to kind of craft this experience. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun and you get to see these experiences come together and work with like a lot of different, uh, talented designers. So let me ask you this, man, like myself, what led me to get here to want to like express myself this way was I've had sort of like, like a bumpy road to get to this point. I've had like a lot of failure with school with like a ton of other stuff in my life. And I finally found something that I like really love to do and I have a passion for and shit. So like, I know you've sort of had bumpy road at times with your career and other things as well, man. So I guess like my question for you is like, how do you deal with that failure? Like, how do you like move forward from it and shit like that, whether it's in their personal life, work life, family, like, cause that's been tough for me. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's a great question. I've had some, you know, I've lived out in Los Angeles. I'm 3000 miles away from my core fam. Uh, And this is the thing I've had, like, you know, bumpiness is, is part of life, you know, that's life on life's terms and it comes and goes. And, uh, this is the thing you've got to be able to look at the big picture. You have to, and you got to be able to step out of your, your zone, your, your, your everyday consciousness that focuses on the here, the now, the when, the, the, the survival, the human instinct, uh, you to be able to step outside that a little bit and say, look at, look at where I am. This is where I want to be. This is where I'm headed. This is this is like I I got um I was at this really good agency. I was designing uh, art directing on a big campaign, um, and Orange is the New Black, it, and it was like a hot one. It just won a bunch of awards, and I got fired, like just let like dismissed essentially, in in front of like a handful of people. I mean, it wasn't like embarrassing, but like. It wasn't comfortable. Yeah, I mean, it was in the office and the the creative director was like, yeah, like, I want to get a replacement. And they were like, that's Ben's replacement. And he's like, get him in here. And I was like, what? Shit, man. Yeah, um, it was uncomfortable. Like, but yeah, I mean, I was struggling. I mean, the the pace was hard at that company. And I was like, like, uh, grinding it every day, getting in early, leaving late, getting my ass kicked all day. And, 
you know, I'm down for that, but it was not ideal, you know, and um, you learn a lot. You take away from those moments. Like I, I it was like, it, you know, it stung a little bit, but shit, like I learned a ton. I, I got a little, you know, you get a little thicker skin, you realize what you're getting into. And that was a huge jumping off point for me because I used that, uh, that kind of moment to, to really, um, kind of take a pause, see where I was going in my career, know that, uh, you gotta have, you gotta have, uh, you know, success has come, but failures come too. And, and you can be riding high on a, a really good campaign and boom. Uh, and it's all about how you, you process that and move, keep moving. You know? It's kind of like how they say in sports, man, you're only as good as your last win. You know what I mean? Like you could be like riding high and then like fucking take a digger and, and the next thing you know, you're fired, you know? Yeah, you got to get it's it's very true. I mean, I came out of college in the height of the recession 2009 to 10 and uh yeah, I mean that that's when, you know, and I freelanced for a while. I'd go go into these big agencies and yeah, if you don't if you don't get it on day 1, like you're not you're not going to be there at the end of day 2 type of deal. So what was uh, free- be two days for sure, but not more than that to pick up on the concept, pick up on the campaign and start designing and executing. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. You know, there's some funny memes out there about creatives like withering away, uh, because of the, the kind of demand it takes. But, um, at the end of the day, you're like being creative using, you, you know, making things and that kind of, even sit out a little bit sometimes. So yeah, what was it like? Like moving. So you moved out to LA as a freelancer without job security. It was you and your girlfriend at the time, your dog, yeah. and yeah. that must have been a little scary, right? It was. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, I was naive about it, right? I mean, you think, oh yeah, you're you're gonna land something. Yeah, you'll definitely get a job, but yeah, I mean, when you really thrust yourself into the the uh, job scene, it's it's tricky and creative scene as well, but I got to say, man, like, um, nowadays I, I'm on the other side of that and I can sit in, I've done some like, um, interviewing of other creatives and developers. And, uh, like when the college question comes up, Oh, what school did you go to? Like, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I'm barely listening. You know, I'd want to see what you've done, your work, try to get a gauge on your work ethic and like, see if you're like a normal person, cool. And like, you can vibe. Um, so when, you know, the back East in new England, people really value and put a huge emphasis and a little bit of snobbery on education, like out in California, it's like not, a, not such a thing, man. It's, it's what you do, what you make, you know? And I, that's, I work with some really cool people who like, you know, they, you know, the school thing wasn't like their top thing, but damn, they are really good motion graphic designers. And that's like, what's up, you know? So, yo, it's interesting that you said like you came out here and you struggled to, you know, find a job and and things. And then now that it's all these years, how many years from when you first got out there to when you got the senior design job? I know you had stuff in between. So you had some stuff in between, you got fired. um, And then a lot of stuff in between a lot. And that's one thing I was going to say to you. I mean, this journey, it took me 10 years to get real eight years to get real security where I, I knew like, I was like, okay, I'm finishing a project. I know I can pick up another project. That took eight years. Um, And so, yeah, I mean that, that's, that's, 
that's what people told me it would take and that it's not not a joke because and part of that time is networking you know establishing your network working for various companies i worked for a few companies i can mention that people instantly are like oh okay okay like yeah well, you can come start here and that took eight years to to get all those companies under my belt and be able to like show work for them and know the people there and uh that's what you got to do you know yeah you said you were naive when you went out there man i was kind of like that too like when i i got the idea to do something like this two and a half years ago i didn't put pen to paper for like 11 months i didn't film record my first episode for 11 months and then it was a year later where i'm here back in new york and i'm thinking like oh i'm just gonna do what a minimum of one show a week i'm gonna grow this show i'm gonna do interview with these companies get hired and do some internship and like i had this total huge night naive thought that i could like just get a job doing this stuff um and i was so fucking wrong but I think like, I was going to say just like also with you being on the other side of those interviews now, you must have, did that give you a different perspective and you must have a lot of gratitude after going through that whole experience and seeing things from the other side. Oh, absolutely. I do. Um, but the thing, yeah, I mean the thing about what you're saying about like, um, you know, making a few things and then, you know, shopping it around and getting hired, like, so many people will say to you, you have to, like, as a creative, any creative, no matter what field you're in, you have to create, you have to create, you have to create, you have to create, and, like, it's something you hear all the time, and I can't, I can't, like, kind of stress it enough, like, you just have to show, you have to show this, like, so if you want to get, like, a, a, a position somewhere, people you know your skill and your style that you have that's yours but people can craft you into theirs like oh you you know we want to make you into this branded style like we have our brand here say like you know it's espn and and we we think you're great so we're gonna make you we're gonna like grow you into a good espn person but what did they see before that? They didn't see and like this person who's already an ESPNer. No, they saw this person that had twelve hundred sports podcasts. Yeah. So they saw someone who's just freaking passionate passionate about their craft, and they said, "Anyone who's like cool and funny and passionate that passionate about this, yeah, let's get them in here because we'll we'll train them and we'll we'll show them what's up, and that's how it's done." You know what I mean? In many cases. So, so you don't need school for that. You don't need like a creative degree. You just need to be passionate and to make and create and be humble and uh, take opportunities as they come and present themselves. And um, that's in any creative field, anything. Yeah, dude, man, it's uh, no, I'm still trying to figure I'm trying to just like, I think that this time with the coronavirus, I've been unemployed. I've been unemployed for like 45 days now. And I think the first 30 of it, I realized like, oh my gosh, I have all this free time. I'm going to create this cool, funny content. I'm going to do these dumb TikToks making fun of people. And like, I did a bunch of shit. I produced a bunch of really shitty stuff. And then I'm afraid to like let out and like even produce. And it kind of took me like a month 
over a month to come up with an idea. Okay, let's talk about what's going on right now. For me, I'm struggling to do a podcast. Why don't I come up with this idea where I could reach out to some people who are in this field and do a podcast about talking to them about their journeys and their past and like, you know, shoot the shit a little bit and catch up because like, besides you, I haven't talked to all these guys. I haven't talked to some of these guys in like five, 10 years. So it's just like, it's just kind of a, I don't know. It kind of hit me and I was, I was listening to videos on how to do podcasts. I was listening to, you know, somebody just started Eric Nardini who runs Barstool Sports started a podcast called the token CEO where she just talks for 10 minutes a day. And I was like, damn, maybe if I just do a little, if I bring it down from the 45 minute sports monologue that I suck at already, maybe, I don't know. I'm just trying to throw shit at the wall. You know what I mean? And see if it sticks. That's what you got to do, man. And I, I, I think that is fucking awesome. And, and it's, um, you know, it takes a little bit of courage, but the more you do it, the, the easier it gets. And, um, yeah, you just got to create, you know, and, and yeah, first, first up at the wall. Yeah. We can swear in this. I don't know. I don't want to make you embarrass you with your job or anything like that, but like, no, I don't mind. I, don't right. I swear. I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Fuck shit. Cock. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh yeah. In terms of like, okay, I have a question for you. So I have been over the last year sort of trying to like build my minds in more of, I've been trying to move towards a more like healthier lifestyle, mentally, physically, what I put in my body, how I treat my body, you know, over this quarantine, I've been doing a little bit of meditation. I've been trying to diet, limit the alcohol. Um, and I've been expressing myself through that. I did the 30 day vegan challenge, which I was posting all over my Instagram. And I got people are like reaching out to me. And they're, they're like, they're giving me some hate. They're saying, bro, you're not an influencer. Stop doing what you're doing. You're not going to change anything, the food industry. And I'm like thinking like, yo man, I'm trying to like positively promote some shit and you're throwing me hate. And right. so my, my question for you is like, have you ever had to deal with like naysayers and, and like negativity and people throwing shade at your work, whether your work's not good enough for your family or anything like that? Like what's up with that? Well, last week I had a client get a little uh, annoyed with, well, a client was upset with some comments on Facebook on this thing I made. And um, yeah, I mean, you wonder if they're trolls or what. And yeah, you know, the thing, I haven't experienced much of that kind of negativity in my life. And I always keep people like negative people and bad, bad uh, juju like that. You got to keep them like 10,000 miles away. And, um, you know, even when I played sports, like I never even heard that stuff. It was always just like when I literally didn't hear it. So I never even got good at like talking shit back. <laughs> yeah, like I'm so bad at it. And recently I've been playing uh, FIFA, like uh, PlayStation. I don't really game, but I've been playing that one game against a buddy and he like talks a bunch of shit and I have like no idea like how to like, and I don't even win in it. So that's like totally like, I, I, that's not something that happens often. So yeah, it's a trip. It's a total trip. I think it's like, I think I was, I was talking to my friend that I think it's a good skill to be able to argue and debate and, and like be able to give it back to people because like I've worked in the restaurant industry for a pretty long time. And, uh, the more I get into it, the shittier people I have to deal with on a daily basis. And, you know, I'm at the point now where I manage a bar once a week. So there's, 
on Sunday nights, football season, there's no owners. There's no general managers. I run the, I got the keys. I make sure everything fucking goes right. And I got to deal with all the dudes who get wasted. We got the Packers jerseys on and the Steelers jerseys. And like, it's like helped dealing with people. Confrontation has actually really helped me because I have to deal with people getting in my face and getting in other people's face. And it's like a, uh, it's a life skill. And I'm kind of like, I've been kind of like, I've always kind of, I've never been controversial. I've always been passive. And it's like, I kind of like being able to deal with these shitheads, you know? Yeah. There are a lot of good skills out there that, that, that goes, that applies to you, man. I mean, basically what it comes down to is you're good working with other people. And I think that's, that's like I was saying with the creative stuff and being on the other side of the old interviews, like, uh, you want to see people that will vibe and, and can, uh, gel with people and work well with people and have patience with people. So they're all key values. Yeah. I always try to look at man, like there's being in New York city there, you work with so many people. I'm sure out in California too. Like there's so many people with different backgrounds who, who are completely different with you that come from other countries. And it's like, I don't know how I, you got to try to find something you can relate to these people on. And that's why, like, I think sports is so cool. So true, man. You're absolutely right. And um, I will tell you this, uh, you know, whenever you're with like, um, like higher ups, you know, because higher ups and companies, a lot of those people like hang around and sit around, and watch sports on the weekends, they watch golf or watch like the basketball and all that. So like bosses and stuff, they always know what's going on with sports for the most part. So to always like have a breed on like the score from last night or what's going on in that world, a higher up will walk by and you'll just be like, yo, catch the game last night, blah, blah, blah. And it's like instant little like connection, you know, and, it's, and that's good. It's a cool way to like take little jabs too. Cause if you know that they're like team did bad, you could be like, Oh yeah. That Aaron Rodgers, man. Ooh, like sure, my, sure. yeah, my, my, my uh, boss is like a uh, Conor McGregor guy. So it's like always oh, Khabib and shit like that. But I'll mm. tell you something that's kind of funny at my work. Um, like, you know, I generally playing sports, especially as I, as we get older and I get into these like companies and stuff, like I don't always, I don't want to be like kicking other people's asses, right? When we play like a, a friendly game of basketball or something, you know? And like, so I like go pretty easy around, around uh, the like sports in my, my professional career. But recently, I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for the fact that I have a fucking skill and that I can be good out here. So yep. all of a sudden, we have this company volleyball tournament and I'm, I'm like, I'm not like losing and we're going to win. And I start just like serving up fucking aces and smashing it at people. And like, yeah, we fucking won. Yeah. And uh, the same thing happened the next year. And I think we have a company uh, kickball game coming up and I'm so ready to start <laughs> pinning people and smashing uh, that ball and just it's gonna be good man no I okay so I have 
like when I was younger, I always thought like, Oh, be nice. Play down to people's level, man. No, I like, don't care. You go a hundred all the time. If you're wor- doing work people and there's like little Stephanie and you're, sm- you know, smashing the ball in her face, like maybe take it down a notch a little on that. But like, I think you go balls to the walls. I don't, I made the mistake once in high school of playing down to a football team's level. I could have had a pick six and I instead let him catch the ball and then went for the tackle. And my coach read me out so hard bro he's like do not let up on these guys they suck we're up by yeah. 40 let's go up by 60 i think like i, I mean i think that's the mentality you got to have in life and i don't think it's like rub it in those guys face but like if you step on the court man go for the kill yeah. and so no, I, have you been, have you i mean it's really good to hear you say that and just confirm it because i know the last time we stepped on a court i kicked your butt so my dude, you use my sister as a pick. You, you use Scarlett as a pick. So that's not no, no, bro. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, if I remember, we played a game at twenty-one, and I was in like fucking like hiking shoes, and it was me and, and, and like yeah on Snow Venice shoes. Beach, and uh, yeah, I had my snowsuit on, snowshoes, huskies. Yeah, I was playing in Venice Beach. No, bro, it was, it was a good tactical move you by you. Jordans on, bro. You had it. It was a good move by you because you knew Scarlett wasn't as fast as me. So you like, I was on her, her right and you went to her side. So I bumped into her, even though she's my, that was a fun, right. I'll bring, you know, I bought a pair. It's so, it's so well, man. I actually bought a pair of uh, basketball shoes. Last time I went out there and played at Venice beach. Where were you? Where was I? I don't know. I don't know. I was sleeping, bro. I was probably tired from being creative all week. <laughs> yeah. Was it a drag? Is it like an absolute drag? to do that just like your job your job is it like Uh, so tiring yeah totally man yep does it take the fun out of it at all day out and it's not even like uh you get a break like if you have three hours like uh to kill in between a project uh there's another project that you got to start on and chip away at so um there's no like oh yeah i'm not feeling like creative today or like that's that's what uh, being my boss He's a creative professional. Like the guy is just can be creative even in like the worst mood because you just, you you get good at it. You know, you know how to execute these ideas. There's no like Friday lunch. We're going to go out and like take the rest of the afternoon off. Never, ever. (laughs) Especially at my, even my neighbors are like, oh, like, like uh, my friends oh like uh what your work the hours and the grind like you're always so busy i'm like it's age i work at an agency and it's a digital agency and the digital world moves fast and agencies move fast and then our agency uh is probably one of the fastest agencies so my boss has said to me like you know i know we move really fast for an agency so you know keep keep grinding man because it's been hard, you know, it's been hard at times. So has it taken any of the enjoyment out of the artistic, like, cause you probably got into this cause you love to do it. Is it still like that? Or is this like a job and you don't really think about that as much? Uh, you don't think about that as much, but it's a grind and it does take away. But like, um, I remember recently I was working on a, a game, a football game for the NFL. It was for Pepsi and I was working with them. Uh, Matthew Stafford and um, uh, a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster. Wow. So I had to get both of the 3D artists in my company to create them 
in a 3D version and then get them to approve themselves in a 3D character version. And then I had to like explain to the animators and the 3D artists how to have them throw a football and what that looks like and how their hands should rotate and where their feet should go. And there were 21 animations just to get uh, a receiver and a quarterback to snap the ball, have the receiver run off the line, do a simple post, catch the ball, and stop. So how long does that take, and where was this all posted? Well, so the experiences were the games on Snapchat. Oh, you told me about this, Posted yeah. all around, like, Pepsi-branded stuff around Steelers and Pittsburgh-like areas. And then, um, yeah, it took, a, it took months, you know, just to create a little game and uh, a long time. I mean, I remember – so, oh, this is the thing. I was out in the parking lot, and I was making – recording all these videos as animation references with the football of me – I played quarterback and I'm throwing the football with a project manager video recording me in slow motion so I can show the 3D artists like how the, the like, you know, your leg should swing, you know, and uh, I'm like stressed. It's hot in the parking lot. I'm sweating. And uh, I was having a, a, a long day and uh, I, I'm like, dude, and I just took a quick pause and I'm like, you know, think about what you're doing right now. You're video recording yourself throwing a football for like a Pepsi game with NFL. Like, you got to check yourself, man. This is like, you know, this is, you could be doing a lot of other things. And this is what, this is, this is good. You know? Okay. So. Yeah. You were looking at that as you, that was a positive. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, very, you know, I'm lucky to be, to be doing that kind of stuff. It's what I love to do. So. I've I've been thinking about that lately. Like I was telling my friend that, like I get as a as a working in the restaurant industry and as a bartender, like I just get paid to like talk to people and like talk, ask them how their day is and serve them drinks. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes it's I get paid pretty pretty well according to me. And it's kind of like there are so many other shitty jobs in the world that make half as much as what I do. And it's like I get paid to just chat with you guys. You know what I mean? It's wild. I do know what you mean, man. I mean, this is the other thing. There are a ton of other jobs out there that might make more money and might have less hours and all that stuff, but the, the people aren't happy doing them. And if you find a job that you, you find happiness doing, then you are uh, well above many, many people out there. And, you know, that is also to speak to say that you don't have to love work. I mean, work is work. You can go to work and check out so you can work any job you want, come home and be the most creative person uh, out there, you know? And, and a lot of people do that because like uh, supporting yourself full time as a creative, it's usually, you know, I, I came out of school. That was like my thing. I like chipped away at it. And, but usually it's like a staged approach. You know, I, I can kind of tell people like, if you have a regular job, you need a regular job to support yourself. Well, then you're going to be doing projects at night and on the weekend. And once you get enough, uh, enough projects to get a portfolio, and then you shop your portfolio around to some agencies, and then you get picked up. But that initial grind of weekend and night work, I mean, it's like anything else in life. It's, uh, it's hard, to, hard to do, but it comes with great, great uh, value and payoff. 
That was like me, man. I, I, my plan was to just wait tables at night and do this like, you know, minimally or medium, you know, 30 hours a week or something. And then try to do the sports podcast during the day and on the weekends and stuff like that. But it, I, what happened is I fell into the trap of like, I made this my, I was trying to do this full time and have the job be my side hustle when it ended up flipping around and I started working 50 hours a week and did this very minimally. And this is a side hustle. And I'm trying to like, you know, I'm at a point where with all this free time, it's giving me this, this mindset of like, no, this is what you really want to do. Don't take the short cash, like get by, don't be blowing money, going out and doing shit. Make as much money as you can to live by and invest in your product and spend your time doing this shit. That's what I've, the mindset that over this coronavirus that I've gained, because it's really easy to fall in the trap of just like making the fast cash working in the industry, restaurant industry. Um, I well, have a that's question. the thing, man. And you don't want to be, you don't want us to be saying this exact thing in 15 or 20 years. Yeah. So I have a question for you. What do you think like with this whole augmented reality stuff is sort of exploding? Do you like in 20, 34 years from now, could you be like, you kind of get into this stuff early. Could you be like sort of on top of this stuff with all your experience and maybe like doing your own company or sort of like you continue to climb the ladder a little bit? Do you think about that? I, I, that is the absolute hope. You know, I think uh, I've been really grinding it out in this line of work and it's been a major adjustment learning the tech and the 3D side of things. And, um, you know, I'm gathering all the skills, you know. So I think, yeah, as this whole world just kind of grows, I think I'm going to be growing with it. And yeah, to get into something in the early stages is a total trip. You know, it's a, it's a great opportunity for anyone right now. Um, you know, as soon as wearables really, you know, the 5G is going to make things pretty, pretty insane. Um, and then when wearables really come along, like the glasses all have the augmented uh, reality stuff in them, um, you know, watches, phones, and it's going to be pretty next level. And it's where kind of things are headed. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about the the future of that creative field we're gonna see like a a big benny haha incorporated someday <laughs> no yeah i mean, I, uh, I like uh you know i've thought about doing my i had a little side gig of my thing going on but uh i love uh being in these big corporations with lots of money and big campaigns you know and and kind of uh being along for those rides it's they're they're fun i created this um nickelodeon slime um filter and a lot of people like eight million people dj khaled used it eight million users so that was cool to reach all those kids i saw that man that was dope i remember when you were doing that Well, yo, man, what do you, I was just going to ask you about like, what are your thoughts on like the Patriots draft, Tom Brady leaving, Bill, you know, oh, Gronk, yeah, yeah. all that shit, man. What do you, sure. yeah. So Gronkowski going to the Patriots, I mean, going down to Tampa with Tom is a, uh, it's perplexing. It's interesting. But to me, what it highlights most is the, the brand and the business of the NFL. And, and I know it's such, it's a little bit of a cynical note, but, it's true, man. I mean, it's uh, 
wow, it's going to be entertainment city down there. You know, it's uh, the storylines that are coming out. Oh my just, God. It's, it's insane. It's every, who, who doesn't love it? I, I love it. Everyone loves it. Media loves it. Coaches love it. I mean, I know uh, Bill is probably thrilled. I think he probably thinks it's funny. I mean, I worry about Gronk taking hits and, and, and Tom, you know, I mean, I think it's all fun and games until, you know, a Panthers comes and blows through you and your knee is <laughs> you're picking it up on the other sideline, you know, both of them, you know, I mean, uh, gosh, I worry about him, but I think it's, it's kind of interesting. I think, I don't what do you, know. What I mean, do you- the whole storyline of, uh, you know, can Tom go down and do what Bill, like what him and Bill did for many years? Can he do it down there by himself without coach? I, I don't even like that. You know? Do you like Bruce Arians at all? I mean, he had some success with the Cardinals. They were close yeah, in the playoffs great. last I, year. I, I, mean, I But I heard, I saw an article that said Tom Brady came in and on his interview with them, uh, and knew the entire offense, impressed the like uh, offensive coach, and told him like fifteen things he was doing wrong, and that he wants to improve. Yeah, really? Coach, oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Oh, this article was like, yeah, he came in, knew the entire offense. I saw that part. Seven things or something that the guy didn't know, and like both coaches were like blown away. Yeah, man, I like I like Bruce Arians. I like that, like the Tom Brady effect seems to sort of be kicking in. Everyone's saying they're like, "Oh, I want to play for Tampa Bay," and I mean they have a pretty good wide receiver core. They had Gronkowski. I think their offensive line is actually they had like the sixth ranked offensive or the seventh ranked offensive line in the league last year. Their center's great. They have a good guard. Um, they just drafted another lineman in the first round. I mean the offense is sort of there. Um, I'm rooting hard. I didn't really care when Gronk like I was I'm happy that Gronk's back in the league. If as long as he hadn't gone to like, you know, an AFC East team, I'm so happy to watch the guy play football. He's one of my favorite players. He never did anything wrong to the Patriots. He never harmed the Patriots in any way. The only thing he did was wait to the end of free agency to announce his retirement. So the Patriots, there were no tight ends to pick. Besides that, I don't care about any of the off-field stuff. I think he's, it's his business. He can do whatever he wants. He was the hardest working guy to, to walk through the Patriots' doors. One of the greatest tight ends of all time. I mean, he needed a little mental break. I think he even came out and said he was maybe thinking of eyeing a New England Patriots return if Tom Brady had signed there. So I, I root for the guy. He said he didn't want to play. He, a couple of years ago, he said, I'm not playing for anybody else but Tom. Um, I think Todd Bowles did a pretty decent job last year as their defensive coordinator. I like Bruce Arians. Um, I think it's going to be good, man. I mean, how, I mean, it, it's just such a weird thing, man. It's so weird to see Tom just doing his thing somewhere else. I, it's like, so bittersweet and it just i'm filled with so many so many mixed emotions about the whole thing it's just bizarre to me man i'm so yeah the storylines are unbelievable that's gonna be my favorite part I, it's, yeah. it's crazy there's so many different ones and yeah and the money and and yeah it's like insane it's insane they're coming back they're they're playing in new england next two oh, seasons from now yeah. oh two seasons two seasons yeah yeah 
It's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great TV. I'll tell you that. I think they're gonna be a lot of New England fans watching those Tampa Bay games. <laughs>